Welcome to the Parkway Live Church Podcast. Thank you for taking time to let God's Word impact you. Always encouraged to know God is touching lives through this ministry. Please visit parkwaylife.com to let us know. You can also hit the giving tab to sow into the ministry that you are experiencing. Now, prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. I want to talk to you on this subject. I'm just going to preach from this subject. I'm just going to call it Renew. Renew. Taking things that are out of style, taking things that are old, and taking things that have been destroyed, and bringing their purpose back and giving them a new again is sort of a a new fad now. You get on Pinterest and you see people using all kinds of stuff and doing all kinds of stuff and refurbishing all kinds of things. We've done that in our own home just a little bit, things that are old. I don't think anybody can really probably have a better feel for what it means for something to be completely destroyed and then to come in and clean it up and renew it Something that this building that had, in a way, its function had been destroyed. And you guys had to move out of here and move into a several weeks of having church in a brand new building uh, or someone else's borrowed building and then coming into your gym and nine months later, now you're back in, and, and so something that had been completely ravaged and destroyed is now made new again. It's renewed. It's got its purpose back. It's got its function back. It's got what it was meant for back. We're having church in the sanctuary of Parkway Life today. Not only does God make things brand new, he's pretty good at that, right? I mean, let there be light, and there is light, and uh, he can just speak, and things are. He creates. Not only does he create things new, but he is awesome, and he is the ultimate renewer. Life and sin The daily grind has a way of just stealing away our purpose, getting us distracted and getting us off course and focused on things in our lives that really don't matter. Maybe you're in this room this morning and you need God to renew something in your life. You're in church this morning. But you just need God to refurbish and renew and give give something that has been destroyed, something that has gotten old, something that maybe you've taken and you've put it at the back of the garage because you just feel like it's out of style and it doesn't fit or it just doesn't have a place in your life anymore for whatever reason. Maybe you need God to renew something in your life today. Maybe you need him to renew your mind. Maybe you need God to renew 
your relationships, your marriage, maybe your emotions or your hope or your joy. He just need God to, to renew some things, to do some work in your heart and your life and take whatever that is that you've just kind of pushed back and bring it back and repurpose it and renew it. Whatever isn't working properly. Somebody in this building, if not everybody, has got something in your life right now that's just not hitting on all cylinders. Something that's not functioning the way it's supposed to be. The Genesis story of creation shows us the value and the importance of function. Would you just look at your neighbor right now and say that one word, function? The Genesis story really helps us see and shows us the value and the importance of function. In the ancient world, people believed that something existed when it had a role and a function in an ordered system. This is in complete stark contrast to how you and I think today. And the way that we think is, is that something really doesn't exist unless it has material properties. In other words, something that we can touch or something that we can literally feel or put our hands on. We don't see something as having been created unless we can see it or touch it. In the ancient world, to cause something to exist was more than something just being visible or being touchable or being material. It involved having a function and having a role. It's not just making a hammer. You make a hammer, but really it's when that hammer has been assigned a specific function or a specific purpose or a role that then in the ancient mind, that hammer has then, when it's given its purpose, has then been created. That's the way they thought. You see, the Hebrew word for create is the word bada, B-A-R-A. And it actually expresses this same exact idea. The Bible says that in the beginning, God bada. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, that in the beginning right there is speaking more of a time period than a specific moment or specific time. In other words, in the beginning, God created is a seven-day period, not necessarily a specific moment. In Genesis 1 and 2, it says this, the earth was without form and void. And the darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. You see, what is happening is we're invited into creation and into this narrative when the, there, there's matter, but there's no 
function. It's there, but it has no purpose. It's without form. It's void. It's dark. And in Genesis 1, we began to see God take what he had spoken into existence materially and then give it a purpose. And interestingly enough, think with me now, that is when God uses the word para to create. So he came in, in essence, and there was form and void. He obviously made that. But we are invited into this narrative when things are there, but they have no function. And God says that that is the moment that things had been actually created. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever felt void, empty, dark? Have you ever felt like that you were just existing, but you weren't really functioning? You look and you see yourself in the mirror and you know that you're there physically, but something is missing. And when it comes to hitting on all cylinders in our lives and feeling that hope and that joy and the life and being able to move in rhythm with God and fulfill our purpose, it's just not there. Maybe that's where you're at this morning. We've all been there. You see, God doesn't just make matter. It's not what he's in the business of doing. He creates things. He doesn't just make matter. He creates things. In essence, God doesn't just make things. He makes things work. That's, that's what he does. He makes them, yes, and then he gives them a function. He speaks into whatever he makes materially, and then he gives whatever he's made materially. I put a few L, extra L's in there, I think. He then gives it a why, and then he gives it a how. It's not just the purpose of creating something physically. It's the function. It's the why and the how. God doesn't just make things matter. He makes things that are matter. He makes them work and he makes them purposeful. Satan and this world and the daily grind are working overtime to steal our why and our how. They want to steal our function. And they do that best by boiling us down to just thinking that you and I are a blob of matter. That's all we are. Ravi Zachariah says this, first the world was deprived of transcendence. In other words, having existence beyond the physical and material. In other words, he's saying, we're, 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 they've stole away the idea that you and I can live for something bigger than just what we see. He said, we've stolen away the transcendence. Then scriptures, the Bible, was rendered irrelevant. And finally, he says, humankind 
was made nothing more than just matter. Theologian John Walton put it like this. The enlightenment persuaded people that the material structure of the cosmos was most important. The post-Darwin error persuaded people that material structure was all there was to the cosmos. In essence, he's saying that since people have gotten so intelligent and smart, they have decided there is material structure, but there is no God. To the point that literally the earth, the material The physical things have become the world's God. You see, with this mindset right there, no wonder it's hard for us to see our purpose for being on earth. No wonder we struggle with that and how we should actually function. Because if we are just material with no purpose then we can function however we choose to function. If we're just blobs of matter, then just let's do what we want to do, right? If we're material with purpose and no purpose, we can function. Is there another storm blowing in or is it just me? How's that? I know y'all get a little nervous about hurricanes and stuff, and we just kind of felt like something was coming through, the, coming through there. It's no wonder people struggle with dependencies. It's no wonder that people struggle with substances. It's no wonder that people struggle with too much career. Are the things that they look at on the internet or food or whatever else they can get their hands on to escape reality. Because if we are just matter that doesn't really matter, then why does it matter? Who, who cares? You see, David was one of those guys who had lost his way. David was one of those guys who everything had kind of been destroyed. Due to his own mistakes, he had suffered a destruction in his life, and he had lost his purpose. He had lost his way. He had lost his function. And after that moment that he was barren, where he was void and he was empty, that's when he came to God and he said these words to God. He said, create. There's that word again. Create. Bada. Now, no, God, I know that I'm here physically, David. I'm, I, I can see myself in the mirror, God, but it's more than just about what I am physically right now. I'm not existing in the function and the purpose. I've lost my way. I've had a flood in my life. Uh, things have been destroyed and been ruined, oh, God. Uh, but I'm coming back to you uh, because I need you to recreate something. Uh, I need you to bother. I need you to do something again. Uh, Lord, 
I need you to give me my function back, my purpose back. I need my way back, God. Bada, create within me a clean heart. Oh, God. You see, David was asking him, God, I'm here materially, but I'm not functioning on all cylinders. I've lost my joy. I've lost my hope. And he comes back in, and when God says, you know what, I, I can do that, because it's not just when I create matter. It's when I give matter its function. And when I give matter its purpose, that is when it's really created. Amen. The enemy so bad wants to steal our purpose. He wants to redefine our function and our purpose in our lives. You see, in the ancient world, when something, and they didn't know that something had a specific purpose. Assigning a purpose was so big to them because if it didn't have a purpose or a function, then really it wasn't and it didn't matter. So if there was something they didn't understand about something and it was there materially, they would assign that whatever it was a purpose, a why. For example, the willow tree or the sycamore tree. They didn't have the benefits of modern science and knowing about photosynthesis and the fact that carbon dioxide, a tree takes in carbon dioxide and then produces oxygen, which produces energy. They didn't understand that trees had that purpose. And so as a result of not knowing its why, they assigned it a why and they made that thing, those trees, things that resembled or associated them with the God Osiris. We don't know why this tree's here, so let's give it a definition. Let's make it and assign it its own purpose and definition. Is that not what the enemy does? Is that not what the enemy does? That in some places in our lives where we've lost our function, where we're just existing materially and physically, that that is the moment that the enemy steps into our lives and begins to redefine and associate us and our lives and our marriage and our spirits with things that have nothing to do with our function and purpose and why God. God created us. He loves to come in and begin to sow false truths or false things that we buy in as truth and say, you know what? Man, maybe that's what I'm for. Maybe I'm completely for just a career. Maybe I'm for money. Maybe I'm for this or that. And maybe... This is what I'm for. Maybe what I felt a long time ago has nothing to do with my life. Maybe what God spoke to me Sunday or in devotion in my world has nothing to do with my life. And I've been away so long from my function and my purpose that I have allowed the enemy to come in and I've allowed him to assign some random and false purpose in my life that has nothing to do with what God originally bought me for.
and created me for. Can you see why it's important to know your true function? Can you see why it's so important to live in your purpose? Because if we're not, the enemy will take the opportunity to begin to assign a function that God never intended for us. You see, the scriptures tell us that we wrestle against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness. They're battling over one thing, Parkway Life. That is, they're battling over our purpose. Can I tell you this? The devil doesn't care much that you're here physically. It doesn't really matter to him that you're here. What bothers him is when the matter starts to matter because it finds its purpose. It finds what God created for it. And we start resisting the things that the enemy would love to say that we are, that we are saying, you know what? I don't have time for false purposes. I only want what God defines my life to be. Create within me a clean heart. Because something without a purpose and without a function is just self-destructing. It loses its way. And so there's people in this room today, you have felt God give you direction. You felt God speak into your life. You have felt God say something to your world. And for over time and, and life and culture, and experiences uh, and ups and downs and mistakes and trials and things that you've gone through. Uh, maybe, maybe you've had a flood in your life uh, and you thought, well, it would just be easier to just move away and do something different uh, instead of getting in here and cutting the sheetrock out uh, and cleaning it out uh, and turning on the dehumidifiers uh, and working for nine months to say, God, I want my purpose back. Uh, maybe you've just thought it's best uh, to just go into emotion uh, but God is saying uh, that's not what I've come to for uh, I've called you to renew you I've called you to do something special again in your life today I want you to have your purpose back I want to renew you I want to give you your function back Many of us in this building know well what it feels like to be formless and empty. Moments and times in your life when you're formless and empty. Do you remember what rolled over that formless and empty created matter in the very beginning? It was formless. It was empty. It was dark And then the scripture says, but the presence of God hovered over the darkness. It hovered over the emptiness. It hovered over the matter that had no function yet and had no purpose yet. It was just there. But it was the presence of God that came in 
and changed and began to take what was there physically and began to make it. This is what your far trees. This is what your far water. This is what your far sky. This is what your far soil. This is what your far beast of the field. This is what your far fish of the the sea. And then everything begins to function and move in a place of an ordered system because God comes in and says, Bada, I didn't just make you to be formless and void. I made you to matter. And the only thing that can make something that doesn't seem to matter, matter is the presence of God. The presence of God. Never Never underestimate a moment in the presence of Jesus. You know why this is a spirit-filled church? You know why this church is about being in the presence of God? You know why this church is a church where your pastor will come up and say, you know what, let's just worship one more time because if we're just coming into church and we're just hearing a preacher and we're just singing a song and the wind of God's presence never really moves in this house then guess what it's just another gathering but your pastor knows we got to reach up because for today to matter we got to have the presence of Jesus in the house Jesus' presence has to be there. And when the presence of Jesus gets in the house, then something begins to happen. I think that's why David said, you know what, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord. I believe that's why David says things like, you know what, I want to be in the dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Why? Because he knows the moment I get out of the presence of God, I lose my function uh, and the stuff of my matter begins to take over and I get distracted uh, and I start doing uh, and being things uh, that God never created me and called me to do and to be. But when I'm in the presence of Jesus, uh, then stuff in my life begins to go, oh, that's why I have that gift. Oh, that's why I have that talent. Oh, that's why I have that ability. I looked out the window this morning in, in Nate's office, and it's empty and void and formless at this moment. <clears throat> but I love that window that you can see out and not see in, you know. And so I, was, I looked out, and I, I saw, I don't, even, I don't even know his name, but I saw an older gentleman carrying a sign this morning that said, this is your happy place or something like that. And I just looked out and I thought, you know what? That's an older gentleman in his life that could be, well, he very well could just kind of be thinking, you know what? I just want to come to church. I just want to be in church. I don't really need to do nothing. And, you know, some older people, they come and they've been, they, they've seen so much. They just, they sit in church and just fuss about everything. <laughs> But he didn't want to fuss about everything. I just saw him out there with a sign. 
and going saying, welcome people, welcome new people. You know what? I have to think that God's looking down on that and going, you know what? No matter how old he is, he's not lost his matter. As a matter of fact, he's picked up his gift and he's picked up his purpose and said, you know what? I want to do something more than just exist. I want to do something that makes a difference in the world. And if it's holding a sign up that said, I'm glad you're here, then man, man, I just want to do what God has designed my function to be. And I need to be in the presence of the Lord because the presence of God makes all the difference. I've got bad news for the enemy this morning. Do not rejoice over me, my enemy. When I fall, I will arise. And when I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light unto me the presence of Jesus can move in this moment do you realize in just a moment when I close I'm going to give you an opportunity to step out of your seat and just come around this front and I'm going to give you an opportunity just to raise your heart and your maybe your hands and your voice to God and just say Jesus There's something broken down in my life. Not everything, God, but something isn't right, God. And something's not moving and functioning the way you want it to function. But I'm coming up here today and I'm asking you to let the presence of Jesus just begin to saturate my life and give me my function back and renew me today. Make me new again. Jesus came to restore. That's what he came to do. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. It was lost. Things get lost in my wife's home. Furniture that is out of style gets lost in my wife's home. And she sees things that don't match the style anymore. And for her, she would rather just do away with it because it doesn't go with the flow anymore. And so it's easy for her to just say, I'm, I'm done with that. I'm done with that. Let's go buy something new. But thankfully, God has filled her with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and she loves to see things recreated and made new again. And so, unfortunately, she assigns me the job of painting old things. And so, if you come to our house, you might find me in the garage painting something old, a table, a dining room table that she really kind of was done with. But I'm going to tell you all something. I started painting that thing, and now she loves that thing because it's been renewed It's been restored. And so instead of getting rid of it, 
then now it's still sitting in there and people are complimenting and she likes it uh, and we enjoy it again. Uh, That's what's happening in this room right now. The enemy's trying to tell some of you, you know what, just get rid of that. That's not in style anymore in your life. Uh, You can give up on that marriage because it's come too far and it has too many cracks and it's too broken. Uh, Your mind has suffered way too much fear. Your mind has suffered way too much doubt to ever get your faith back. Uh, But God is coming in here and saying, uh, if my presence can come over a world uh, and create formless things uh, and make them work again, uh, then what do you think I can do with your life, with your marriage, with your home, with your mind, and with your spirit? I want somebody to say, God, fix my function today. Fix my function. Repaint me. Renew me. We settle my life. Because maybe too many of us are in here and we're just surviving. We're just surviving. You know, you're human. You're human. You know that. You're breathing. But you're a human who's struggling to find your being. You can't quite get the human being together. I'm a human, but I'm not being what I want to be. I'm not being what God wants me to be because Jesus is still in the business of creating. You see, we think of creation sometimes uh, as this past event. It's not a past event. It's still an ongoing event. He's still creating things. It's an ongoing process. In the baptistry this morning, bada. Last week, we baptized eight brand new people at Discovery Church. And it was bada, 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 bada. Sounds like fireworks, doesn't it? Bada, bada, bada. What if somebody in this room this morning just came up like David did, tired, worn out, restless, finished, thinking that you're done, but you humble yourself at the feet of God and you say, God, would you just create something new in me? I want to be back, God. I mess things up, but I want to be back. I want to do what you called me to do this morning. The material is actually there. But creation happens, really, when you get your function back. That's when creation happens. I want you to just reach down and pinch yourself right now. Ouch, right? Are you, you know, maybe that was a wrong illustration. Let's back up. Let's make this more effective, all right? Would you reach over to your neighbor And would you please pinch your neighbor? I have a feeling that on the youth section, that's taken to a whole new level. They're like, going oh, it, really? It hurts, right? But you're here materially. But now is the time for the real creation. It's time for God to renew you. It's time to allow his presence to do something because it's 
not just enough I'm here materially, but I'm not functioning the way God intended me to function. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. I'm new, God. I want to be a new creation. In Christ, we find our creation. In Him, we discover our true purpose and what it was meant to be. We're not just saved from sin. We're saved unto God. We're saved for a reason. We don't just put off the old man. We put on the new man. And to the devil's dismay, we get our why back. We get our purpose back. We can be renewed. And Ephesians, Paul said it, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Colossians says, and have put on the new man who is renewed and knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. God, I just pray that you would help me today to not just be here physically but to matter, to matter, to get my purpose back. Because things that maybe the devil has redefined in my life and he's tried to reassign a purpose to God in this room today, you can come in and give me my purpose back. Maybe this morning you're dealing with something and you're thinking, well, my purpose in life just seems for somebody to recognize me. But your purpose isn't for somebody to just recognize you. Your purpose is to make a difference. Maybe I, I, I need somebody to give me some sort of affirmation. Your purpose isn't to get affirmation from somebody. Your purpose is to be affirmed by God, that you really matter. My purpose is my job. I've got to make money. I've got to do this. You know what? Yeah, all that, but that's not your real purpose. Maybe God wants to use your real purpose in your job, but it's not just to make money. It's that you can be defined by God. And when you're defined by God, you do things other people may not want to do. You hold a sign out on the street. You get involved somewhere in the church. You teach a class. You park cars. 
you do all kinds of things because some of you have realized, you know what? I want to take my next step. I've taken plenty of steps in what I thought the devil had assigned to my life and what I thought really mattered. But now is the moment and the time that I want to start taking my next steps in what God has defined me to be. And you know what? It may not happen overnight. It may be a journey. It may be something where you just go for nine months and you have to clean this out and you have to move this away and you have to take this out and this wall out but God is a slow process of taking one step after another and before you know it it smells like new again and you've got some things in your life back that you thought you had lost and it's got that new smell of hope again and the new smell of joy again and the new smell of grace again in my life because God has renewed what was broken down and what had been destroyed. So if you really want to be created today, it's more than just physically being here. It is mattering. It's fitting in to the definition and the assignment that God wants for your life. Would you stand with me?